Good morning and happy Monday! I'm Monica Wofford and this is your Monday Moment. Why aren't they working? Ooh. Now, as with any pronoun used in a sentence that's missing context, the first step, of course, is to define it. Who are they exactly? No matter the answer, the very question of why something or someone is not working is sought out by leaders perhaps all too often. Why aren't those employees busy? Why aren't those people focused? Where is everybody? And did all members of the team or department go on vacation? Tell me again, why do we follow that policy? Why are we using that process? common questions beckoning a look at the bigger picture because all too often leaders are faced with drama and frustration when something on which they rely in order to remain productive stops or simply is not working. Whether they're people, processes, or policies in place, when they're not working, not running smoothly, nor aligned with the leader's value proposition or work ethic, disastrous problems are the outcomes. Well, only really disastrous if massive turnover, constant drama, and a line outside the door of HR that's a mile long seems troubling. (laughs) There are, however, key, even simple fixes provided in today's Monday Moment for the top three areas most often complained about when leaders ask, why aren't they working? The first area is, of course, people. Now, this month's focus for leadership improvement is on the subject of ethics. Less about morals or codes of conduct, this Monday Moment addresses what we commonly call work ethic. And what happens when yours is different than those you have the privilege of leading? When you ask, why aren't they working, and you're referring to people, the answer could be that no one told them to. (gasps) Wait a minute. Every type A leader and Gen Xer raised with the phrase, if you can lean, you can clean, just tried to grasp how someone could possibly think that working when on the job wasn't a requirement. But think of how younger members of your workforce were shown what happens when you give all you've got to a company who could care less. Layoffs, foreclosures, economic bubbles, considered to be exploited by big banks and big corporate, all were to blame when their mom and dad said, You'll have to change schools and find new best friends because we've lost our job and our home and we're moving. Experience that as a child and it leaves an impression. Younger workforce members may not be working because they don't believe they owe a company or anyone they don't deeply respect and trust a single solitary ounce of loyalty or maybe Their work ethic is one that says doing the job is enough and overachieving is not rewarded nor worth it. Or maybe they're not working because whatever type of leadership you're offering or motivation your company is selling 
is simply not interesting. Wait a minute. Not interesting. Not of interest. Hmm. Well then, why work here? That's a good question. And one that many employees are answering by leaving and job hopping in record numbers. You think they're not engaged or that you need to increase engagement. But employee engagement is really just a new way of saying employee motivation, which is the same as what we used to examine under the name of plain old interest. There was a time when being interested in the job you were being paid to do, it didn't matter. (laughs) That time has passed. And if people not working is an issue you need to address, start first with your work ethic expectations. Eliminate most of them. Related to the area, of course, of expecting people to work for the sheer pleasure. Interest them with the assignment or position, or at a minimum, with your style of leadership. Keep their attention, and they're more likely to keep listening. If they listen, and you're leading, they're much more likely to be, yes, engaged, but also, yes, regularly working. The second area, of course, once you've addressed people, is processes. People being the far more complex area of the three when it's people, processes, or policies that aren't working. Getting people to get back to work or in alignment with your work ethic is top priority. And while they may not align perfectly, getting them to at least do what you ask in the time frame in which you've asked it without too much grumbling is acceptable. But what if it's the processes or processes you're asking them to follow that aren't working? Does all of their equipment allow for smooth completion of a process? Is there a part of the process that breaks down or backs up monthly? Or every time the lead list gets printed that you've asked to be presented at each team meeting, it shuts down most of accounting, for example. Is the process of strategic planning in place? Succession planning, is that process working? There are processes for work performance and processes for planning and for production, among others. As the leader, if you're confident the people you lead are engaged, interested, loyal, and at least don't hate their jobs at a minimum, check next your post of processes. Ignoring them could be considered criminal or at least like asking someone to mow a lawn with a scissors when better equipment is readily available. And to shore up gaps in this area and get production flowing, map out your top five processes step by step and in order of importance. Then follow each step personally to see what happens, how it's done, and where there is room for greater efficiencies or changes or improvements that would certainly make working the process easier. And the third area for your consideration is that of policies. Maybe it's the policies that aren't working. 
Because office environments, cultures, and generations change fairly quickly, despite what it feels like when you're living in and leading them, the ethics of one generation are not necessarily the ethics of the up-and-coming team members. The policies you've always known and followed may now be outdated and either ignored or simply not working as a guide to desired behavior. Dress code guidelines are in flux at present, for example, whereas at one time a leader could assume certain standards of dress and professional attire, both geography and seasonality, as well as a growing casual flair for even workplace attire has changed that fact. Add to our reality gender dynamics and what a team member may identify with. And you could have a dress code that could well be long overdue for a makeover. By itself, this is not a crisis. However, ignore one policy and others will follow. Continue to ignore a needed change in policy and you create what's called a precedent. Imagine explaining in a court of law your justification for not changing the dress code policy that no one follows, but enforcing another outdated policy no one follows that you just used to terminate a team member. When policies aren't working, employees may take an opportunity to make up their own rules and have little or no consequences for behaviors inhibiting productive performance. Why aren't they working? It's a question I hear frequently and in nearly every leadership training class or session. It's phrased more as a complaint about employees who just don't do their jobs or who find themselves engaged in some other drama that's far more entertaining. It's how we're training employees to behave, frankly. Want to know why employees aren't working? Look at how you're leading and the language you're speaking and whether or not they're listening. If that's not the issue, take your top five processes and start analyzing. And then look closely at your policy so that the employees who, after you've done all that, are still not working the way you want them to, can be invited to share their skills with a new company with minimal drama and frustration in your experience when you deliver such an invitation. Now, for your Become a Better Leader challenge, as that last sentence sinks in for a moment, this week, think long and hard about your work ethic and how it likely differs from the myriad of team members you have the privilege of leading. Stop being frustrated at how they don't work in the same manner you do and start finding ways to make it easier for them to do work with and for you. I'm Monica Wofford, and that's your Monday moment. Have a great week, and of course, stay contagious.